14th, you're listening and watching the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now remember, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Left-hand side, I don't know if I mention this enough, I think I do, but I constantly hear from some people <coughs> that say that um, they don't live in the in our area, so they're not sure how they can listen. But if you just go to dePietro.com, right at the top, on that right-hand side, it says Listen Live. Uh, you just click on that, which I'm going to do for demonstration purposes. It brings up this page, and then right down here next to Status, there's a, a button that's a play button. You just press that, and boom, suddenly it is playing. And, folks, you can get that anywhere. Uh, sometimes I could, I could monitor the station when I was in uh, Eastern Europe, Poland, and Ukraine. So wherever it is... Um, you can get that. Again, good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. It is the 12 noon report. Uh, please share that you're watching. You can send stars during the program. That's brand new with Facebook, where, you know, it's kind of like you uh, you hear something you like and it's your way to react in real time, watch with other people. I also want to mention that many times, because I am, because Juan is so engulfed in the program, that there are many other people who can answer questions. And I, I find that. Thank you, by the way. It's many people are very helpful. And sometimes someone has a question and people that are regular viewers or listeners, what have you, they were able to answer that question. So we certainly appreciate it. It's very, you know, it's a different type of experience. You get to watch and interact with others as opposed to, uh, you know, most of the time, most of the time, if you're listening to a radio program, <coughs> kind of a solo experience unless you have it on in the kitchen at home there's other people there used to be like that when i was growing up at edgewood and or if in fact you know most of the time people maybe you're in the car and there you're listening to someone whether it's me or whoever uh it's a very solo experience the the whole facebook live is you get to kind of interact and make statements and 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 sometimes talk to different people and you know i'm thrilled about that as a matter of fact i've heard different people have you know, actually built nice friendships. They they find, hey, there's other people that agree with me or think the way that I do. Uh, I've heard that there have been social gatherings and so forth. If if I can, if Juan can do that and bring people together, I think that's that's terrific. But I've heard of different friendships that have popped up. I've heard of different courtships that have popped up. Uh, I've even heard of different dating that has taken place. So people that actually met putting comments on during either the noon report or a lot of times when we do Facebook Live, one on the scene at night. So either way, folks, uh, it's a happening. Maybe that's a way. Apparently, people like it. It's a way to kind of get a sense of how someone thinks. And some people have unique ideas and they're hesitant, especially in this day and age, to say something that then, you know, in certain circles would seem um, unacceptable. Certainly not in the circles of the chosen one. This portion of the program, brought by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. <coughs> Folks, stop and see everything available. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, hanging impatience, large selection, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants, Screen loom mulch are available. Pick up a delivery. They're a full-scale nursery. This Sunday is Father's Day, and they have gift certificates available. They also have a, an excellent Facebook page. It's PR Landscape Materials in Garden Center. Stop it and see them, folks. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, the one and only 
It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And they're just so terrific. And what I also like, as I mentioned, is the fact that they update their Facebook page, which I think is is always positive. And so they do update their Facebook page. Folks, we want to have a, uh, a very happy birthday to President Trump. President Trump was born June 14th, 1946. So very, very happy birthday to President Trump, who by all accounts, 45th president of the United States from 2017 to 2021. Uh, he seems to be in good health. He seems to certainly be in, in good health. So a very happy birthday to uh, President Trump. Obviously, it'd be nicer if he was celebrating, um, <coughs> excuse me, from the White House in office. But that's just not the way it goes uh, at this particular time. But we'll see about that coming up in, in two years. And also, I don't know if I can have it official, but we want to have a, a very special, we want to welcome to the world. I'm still waiting, actually. Uh, I've not heard an official name just yet, but a longtime follower. The guy is just tremendous. He's on the A-team. It's our friend Michael Degnan. Welcome to the world, to the newest child of uh, Michael Degnan. Born yesterday, as a matter of fact. Born yesterday. So I'll have to check. I keep checking his um, Facebook page. More information, but welcome to the world. And, and what a lucky child um, being brought into the world with two very loving and uh, dedicated and nurturing parents. So fantastic. And congratulations. And I'm not trying to spoil because I noticed he hasn't posted it yet, but he did send me a message on that. So we're very, very happy about that. And again, good afternoon to uh, everybody tuning in on Facebook. Folks, I want to start off just because the case has garnered so much interest. And then we, we have a number of different things that we're going to get you up to speed on. Um, I wish we had better news. This is, I, I'll admit, you know, this this is definitely tough times in the country, as you know. Um, I thought Donna Perry last hour was was excellent. Uh, if you missed it, you can go to the website, Dimitro.com. But just the latest on the missing person case, Charlotte Lester. I recognize, and I want to point out, that some people, you know, I'm not trying to penalize anyone. If you're late to the story, a lot of people throw out different suggestions. I have a thread and a post on the Facebook page that you could read along and interact with some different people. Um, I hate to discourage when someone takes the time to send me a question uh, or a message, but many times it's it's just time prohibitive that I, I can't answer all these different individual questions of things that have either been answered. And again, I, I get it that it's, you know, not everyone, right, follows things just as they as they start. So they're kind of, you know, late to the party, uh, so to speak. Um, but just some of the, the different questions. We, we do have a thread on the Facebook page where you can uh, interact and learn more about it. We have a lot posted on the website, petro.com. This Saturday will be the third search for Charlotte Lester. Uh, people keep asking, what's the latest? And, and I want to explain, you know, the police, they only confirm what they have to confirm. And it's, it's everything that I've kind of said. You know, the police have not, they, they, they're trying to solve a missing person case. And right now it's a missing person case. But you kind of have to look at some of the actions and then kind of read in between the lines. And we're learning a lot as we go along. Again, I want to point out uh, last week, 
retired former Lieutenant Danny Gannon. I mean, he was very, very helpful. And, and one of the things that he pointed out is many times if, if there's something nefarious that happens that and he, you know, he kind of said people go where they know. And it makes sense. You know, if something went wrong and someone is some, somewhat in panic mode, they're, they're not, you know, driving all over New England. You know, because then otherwise people like some woman said, well, you know, how do we know that she's not in Florida? I, I mean, if you start to take that rationale, it, it's kind of like, yeah, and maybe Martians landed and, you know, she's on a spaceship. I come back to, you know, she was last seen on Monday night, May 16th. She was headed for that house on Staples Avenue. Her dog was found Belmont Park off Elmwood Avenue in Warwick. Where is Charlotte Lester? What are the police saying? I want to bring people back to, you know, the police, they, they, they don't necessarily give clues, but we went by the house again last night. The police are still at the house on Staples Avenue. I believe they went there either Thursday or Friday. That part is unclear. She was reported missing on Thursday, May 19th. She was last seen Monday night, May 16th. Her dog was found Wednesday night, May 18th. She was reported missing on the 19th. Police either went to that home, that house on Staples Avenue in Warwick, on either the 19th or the 20th. We don't know. What we do know is on Saturday morning, the 21st, they showed up, declared the house a crime scene. At the time, they had two officers there now they're down to one but it is secured no one in no one out and it's been that way since may 21st so on the 29th saturday may may 28th excuse me may 28th was one full week that was the saturday memorial day weekend the week of june 4th was two full weeks at the house the Saturday, this past Saturday, June 11th, was three full weeks at the House. So we are into week four on this flag day, President Trump birthday, June 14th, and they are still at the House. And we don't know how long they're going to be at the House. But I want to back up to the 19th and the 20th. Something, Warwick police saw something on the 19th and the 20th that enabled them um started the process that that we've gone through with both Lieutenant Gannon, retired, and our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. They went to a judge. They showed the judge that the evidence that they had, and they requested a search warrant for the property, Staples Avenue in Warwick, right up the street from the Crow's Nest in Appenach. I've never spent so much time at the crow's nest in my, in my life. So they saw something, showed it to the judge, signed off on the search warrant. Boom. And they've been there ever since. Now, two things that are interesting about that. So this Saturday, there's going to be a th- the third search. Now, <clears throat> it's this Saturday, 1130 to 130. We're looking for people with kayaks and canoes. The area that we're going to be looking is if you saw last night, and if you missed it, it's on the website, tobeatro.com. It's the area, it's the Patuxent River in and around Belmont Park. And it's, it's, it's really simple. We're going under the premise of you go where you know, and also that's where the dog was found. Now, 
if you also look on DePetro.com, we have a map that shows the house on Staples Avenue up from the Crow's Nest in Warwick and Appenog. It also shows Kent Hospital where the truck was found, but it shows where the dog is. Now, the dog, I believe, is interesting. Why do I think the dog is interesting? Because the owner of the home grew up in the area near Belmont Park. The owner of the home has not one, but two family members that live within one mile of where the dog was found. And someone has been tearing down the flyers that have been put up about Charlotte Lester and the $20,000 reward and any information, work police, and then anonymous information. Someone's been tearing these down off of telephone poles and other different types of poles in and around that area. I find that very interesting. So I, I'm, we're going to stick with, you know, someone said to me, well, what about this body? It's, it's not, I want to come back to, it's not the body of water that you would know. <clears throat> People just don't vanish. Let's start with that. Number one, people just don't vanish. Number two, where are the police? They're sitting up on Staples Avenue. That is a crime scene. That is a crime scene. Many of you that have covered one after dark, when I go when there's a shooting or a stabbing or some kind of a homicide, there's the police yellow tape. No one can go past that yellow tape. It is a crime scene. And as Lieutenant Gannon very uh, brilliantly pointed out, you know, they want to be able to go into a courtroom and say no one was able to enter the premises during that time. Now, two things. Number one, I've heard it's possible. I'm going to try to get information on this. And this is a new development. It's possible. A good question is we've heard it's possible the work police also have the truck of the owner of the house. Now, that has not been reported and that has not been confirmed. Another interesting question is how long they're going to hold on to the truck of Charlotte Lester that was found at Kent Hospital. But I want to come back to where the dog was found. But let me just be very clear. Now, someone sent me a thing, you know, over near Kent Hospital, there's a body of water and blah, blah, blah. Again, you come back to, you go where you know. Let's just say, as Lieutenant Gannon pointed out, and folks, again, this is, I want to repeat at 1220, this is a missing persons case. This is a missing person case. Charlotte Lester is missing. People don't just vanish and disappear. She is somewhere. So, and I fully understand this is week four now, and we could be into, you know, instead of, and I'm very, I want to be sensitive about this, but, you know, there's, well, there's other stories in the news that make my point, and that is that you go from search and rescue to search and recovery. Very, very possible. Um, But right now, it remains a missing person case. No one has been charged. No one's been officially named a a suspect or person of interest. But again, the clues are right there. Where we're the police camped out. There are different people whose names get mentioned. If we want to use the word suspect as possible suspects, I'm going to stick with Warwick police saw something that Thursday and Friday to go to the judge and <coughs> excuse me, folks, it's because of being out with Ladybug last night so much that they didn't leave on Monday, the 23rd, when her vehicle was found. They didn't leave Memorial Day weekend. They didn't leave on June 1st. They're still in Warwick at the house. Tells you something very significant. 
So we're going to try to find out if, in fact, if they did impound his car. I don't know if they're going to answer that. Um, Someone asked me, you know, did the police tell you not to talk about it? Of course not. Folks, I want to remind this is the blanking United States of America. Uh, This isn't North Korea or Russia. I don't know where people come up with that. Well, did the police tell you not to talk about the case? (laughs) Number one, I've never heard of that. Number two, I I don't want to get too off whack here. There's different examples where law enforcement may ask me to hold back on something. The best example of that is I wasn't living here at the time, but it was I think it was in the early 90s. There was a man holed up. I forget where, Situate, Boroughville, somewhere like that. He was, uh, you know, the police were surrounded the house, and, and Channel 12 called the house, and the guy answered, and they put him on the air. <clears throat> and then he, he said goodbye to his, his wife and children, and then I believe he took his own life. Now, that is a situation where law enforcement would not ask you to do that because they were negotiating with him to come out the way I remember the story, <clears throat> and... The individual kept saying he wanted to say goodbye to his family before he, you know, took his own life. And and they were trying to negotiate to get him to come out unharmed when when the television station, if I remember that correctly, and I think I do, did that. Then he was like, okay, I'm all set. I'm done. Boom. Right. And then they. He took his own life. So that's the situation. But um. The same thing, you know, I've had people, do the police mind you're in front of the house? It's, again, last time I checked, we're still in the United States of America, despite what's going on in Biden's Washington. That is a public street. Uh, I have just as much right to be on the street. I have respected um, at least one of the neighbors on the street that said, please don't put the camera on my house, which is fine. But that's a crime scene. The police are there. The police are on a crime scene. I've also had someone say, are you afraid the owner of the house would somehow come after you? Hey, listen, what, what am I, I'm, the, the police are there. If, they, if there's litigation against anyone, it would be against the Warwick police for staking out this guy's house. So um, <clears throat> we, I haven't heard of anything about that. And as far, what am I doing? I'm, there's a missing person and they, you know, they're, they're there and they even admitted that the house was searched. They got a search warrant for the house and that Channel 10 uh, reported that they, I believe they drained the septic system. So, but again, I want to come back to, this isn't any body of water. If we want to go with the theory, and it's just a theory that there's some connection between, you know, the owner, I want to come back to the dog. The dog was not found in Westerly. The dog was not found in Massachusetts. Nope. The dog was found off Elmwood Avenue, Belmont Park area, in the Norwood section, not far from where the owner of the house grew up. So people will maybe whoever did through did that to put why why would you do that? Why would you, you know, I, I'm not I'm not convinced we're dealing with masterminds here. Right? I'm not convinced that we're dealing with uh, professional individuals, if you will. Um I then I think Lieutenant Gannon. Uh, to his credit, was brilliant last week and laid out, you know, you something like this happens. If something happened and something went wrong, you you have three objectives. The first thing you do is you have to get rid of the missing person. The second thing is you have to get rid of her truck. And then somehow the dog turns up. 
So, and the dog was left abandoned. And I find that very interesting. So the search is going to be this Saturday, June 18th, 1130 to 130. If you have a canoe or a kayak, you can go to that Belmont Park area. Now, the it's going to be around the Patuxent area. <coughs> but again, I believe if we want to play out that theory, sticking with where the dog was found, <coughs> you have to think. And again, I'm trying to be sensitive here because this is a, a missing person case. No one has been charged. No one's been named a suspect. No one has been named um, a person of interest. So that the police have talked to a lot of people that knew Charlotte Lester. You have to think 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. Perhaps earlier something went wrong and the clock is ticking. you got to... You're trying to, you have three, three, three different objectives. The person, the truck, the dog. I think it's possible the dog escaped. Totally just, no, no member of law enforcement has told me that. I think the dog escaped. The dog's a runner. Um, <clears throat> it's odd that the owner of the home grew up in that area has two family members there when you first heard okay why would the dog end up there someone said maybe the dog got there from Kent hospital there's no way we've done the route no way um totally different topic totally different story hear me out this is important scott peterson lacey peterson the first thing when someone goes missing law enforcement wants to do whether it's a child like there is that child in northern New England right now. And then you had the Lacey Peterson case. The, the first thing the police want to do is they want to eliminate the parents as a suspect. And they want to eliminate potentially a spouse as a suspect. <clears throat> so, you know, I also I just saw the story um, Dartmouth police will identify man they say stole signs from park. I, that, that immediately goes towards there are these people saying, I think everyone should be quiet and let the police do their job. The, the police are frequently now on social media and in the media asking for the public's help in identifying bank robbers, people caught on video and so forth. But just to finish out the point with Lacey Peterson and Scott Peterson. His first words to investigators is he was gone. Maybe people don't remember, but I do. Um, I remember his attorney on the air in CNN. He ended up having the attorney, Mark Garagos. But uh, um, Scott Peterson, the first thing he said was that he went fishing that day, the day that she disappeared. I think it was Good Friday. He went uh, fishing that day. And where did you go fishing? And he told them where he went fishing. Well, for those of you that know about that story, the body of Lacey Peterson washed up in the area where he had been fishing. And I still remember, (coughs) excuse me, folks, I apologize. Mark Garagos, the attorney, seeing on CNN that, boy, in hindsight, uh, (coughs) you know, that's problematic. That's problematic that you have the husband of the missing person who says, yeah, I went fishing that day. Oh, where'd you go fishing? And they, he told wherever it was, 
And then her body washed up around there. So Garagos's thing was, you know, he was trying to say basically in hindsight, he shouldn't have said where he was or should have said he went golfing or whatever. But that's how that turned out. But I'm looking at this is um, Channel 12, former home of Harmony Montgomery's dad's stepmom search in Manchester, New Hampshire. Is playing out. Police say a former home of the father and stepmother, mother of a New Hampshire girl missing since 2019 at age five is being searched. Part of the investigation or disappearance. I don't know if you've seen this. Adam and Kayla Montgomery had lived at the home in Manchester. <clears throat> Time period was immediately known. Authorities were searching it Tuesday earlier this year. Authorities searched a different home the couple lived in. Adam Montgomery had custody of his daughter, Harmony Montgomery. She was last seen in late 2019, but authorities didn't know she was missing until last year. So that's very odd. You know, I remember uh, years ago, do you remember the Attleboro sect? There was this this cult. It was like a religious sect. And uh, they were totally whacked. And there was one of the women that another woman was jealous of. Do you remember the Attleboro sect? This was this religious sect. They were very odd. <clears throat> and one of the women was younger and compared to everybody else, somewhat attractive. But one of the women was jealous of her. So she said she had a premonition that she should not feed her newborn child. And they actually followed it. And the child starved to death. And then they, they, um, they buried the child um, like, I think in New Hampshire or Maine or Vermont, or I, I think it was New Hampshire or Maine, they then went and, and buried the child. But it all started from that. One woman was jealous of another woman and said, oh, yeah, well, I had a, a vision last night, like part of our cult, you know, God. <clears throat> and he said, you shouldn't be feeding your newborn. Oh, my God. And she, the, the, the mother actually went along with, all right, well, if you know, if you had a premonition, like, What? And, and they, they were charged. They, that, the, that little child starved to death. I want to, um, Ayla Reynolds, you know, I was, um, that was 2011, Waterville, Maine. I was on Nancy Grace every day for that story. Ayla Reynolds was in Waterville, Maine, disappeared December 16th, 2011. <clears throat> in, um, in December and then 2012, I was on Nancy Grace. Last seen at 8 o'clock that night. Was not there when her father checked the, the next morning. Um, you know, I didn't realize there's actually been an update on that. Uh, disappearance of Ayla Reynolds. I, I don't... Um, let me just... Uh, must have been... No one believes she was abducted. Uh, disappearance... Was never found. No charges ever been filed on her disappearance. Huh. You know, I'm just seeing this now. Uh, Mother of Ayla Reynolds alleged something. But anyhow, um, Mother of Ayla Reynolds alleged new documents. Adults tried to clean up blood from the dead child in Waterville home. Terrible. Trista Reynolds. I think that they were doing drugs and the father. Oh, yeah, there he is. The father had um, he like freaked out because the baby was crying or did something. Um, request an expansion, wrongful death lawsuit. Oh, against the missing child's father and family. Ayla's care. Oh, my God. I haven't, I haven't looked into, I haven't heard about this hate case since quite some time. <clears throat> um, 
I happened to be up visiting a relative up somewhat near there. And so then I was communicating with the, um, that's right, Violet Avenue, Waterville, Maine. The crime scene tape was up. Doesn't that sound familiar? December 24th, 2011. By the way, that crime scene tape remained up for a very, very long time. Very, very long time. So, yep, she was 20 months old. And in care of Justin, you know, total coincidence, Justin DiPietro at his mother's, Phoebe DiPietro's house. <clears throat> he called the reporter missing on the morning of December 17th. They're saying she was kidnapped. I mean, it's, it was ridiculous. Something happened. So, but I want to just circle this out, folks. Um, so this Saturday, people have been asking, could there be another search? Now, if you have a canoe or a kayak, uh, we're going to start at Belmont Park area and Patuxent River, go both areas. Uh, if you don't, you could still come and follow the kayakers and search along the shore. So that will be this Saturday. I have information up on the website. We'll have a lot more on the Facebook page. Again, today is Tuesday. Be Saturday. Come for an hour. Come for two hours. Uh, it's a missing person case. And folks, um, and I also want to just mention you know, I, I've gotten to know some of the friends and family of Charlotte Lester. You would like to think that if this were your family member, other people would come forward at least to try to help out, right? You would like to think that. And what I like about uh, people have kind of come together on this. People have been working together. A lot of the volunteers that have come forward. This is an unusual case, very unusual. You know, we hear about an Amber Alert. And thank God most of the time the child is found or a lot of Amber Alerts are actually custody battle cases where a child's abducted. Unfortunately, there are different cases um, where they, they'll, they'll say like a child abduction. And and then the more you learn about it, it's one parent that takes the child from another parent and then they go live in another state. I mean, that's it's tragic, but there's a big difference. But I also want to come back to. The Jason Foreman case. You know, the Jason Foreman case, which was brutal. I talked about that last week. Those of you in Rhode Island remember that. It was his mother's birthday, June 1975. And then and then where did they find the remains in the body of poor Jason Foreman? He was he was right down the street. He was right across the street at Michael Woodmansey's house the entire time. <clears throat> if they had searched that house that night, they would have found him. Terrible. Um so my, my point is a lot of times I, I don't think these stories are that complicated. You have to go with and, and, and I, I understand some people are saying, well, maybe she checked herself into the hospital. If that's the case, the work police have a tremendous apology. And I would even support the order of the home with a lawsuit if she were under an alias in Kent Hospital right now. I find that impossible to believe. <clears throat> Some people maybe, you know, I, listen, let, you have to go with what we know. And that is, you know, where are the police? There's still, it's a crime scene on Staples Avenue in Warwick, right up the street from the Crow's Nest. Where was the dog found? The dog was found, Belmont Park, right near where the owner of the home grew up and where two family members live. And some people or person in that area keeps rot- ripping down posters about her disappearance so those are the clues 
Someone, well, did you check down in Mesquamacan? Why would we check in Mesquamacan? Let's go with the clues are. So this Saturday, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Now, listen, uh, sometimes, and I receive email from many of you where there's an emergency. You have to go to the emergency room, and then you're shocked. <clears throat> you know, you're waiting eight hours, seven hours, nine hours. It's not like that with AtMed A-T-M-E-D, AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston. Johnston, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's Urgent Care Facility. Comprehensive outpatient health care individuals, families. They specialize in ambulatory medicine. Their services are diverse, wide-ranging, cost-effective health care alternative. I've walked into that, and it was like, a 20, 15 minute wait. <clears throat> Folks, at Med Urgent Care. Walk in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic trauma, laboratory. They have work related injuries, adult vaccinations. And they also offer, if someone has COVID at, uh, at Med Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions and they work tremendously stop in two locations 5750 post road east greenwich right across from felicia's and at med urgent care 1524 atwood avenue in johnston this is where i would go if i had to go to an emergency room now instead of waiting at rhode island hospital uh for nine hours and i'm the only person there speaking english at Med Urgent Care. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by, check out the website, Centerdale Revival, Comfort Food and Cocktails. They had a big crowd there last night for the Celtics. That was a tough loss. Tough loss, winnable game, but stop it and see Shane and Company, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence at the Centerdale Revival. Now, uh, I want to stay on track <clears throat> and folks, um, several stories in the news. This, this J6 thing, they can um, go on and on about what happened. And the fact of the matter is, as Donna Perry and I discussed last hour, you know, the biggest problem with the J6 hearing is they want us to pretend that the summer of 2020 that you didn't watch all the rioting, looting, destruction, smashing of windows, burning police cars, they want you to believe that you actually didn't see that. You know, best summed up with that CNN reporter where behind him a huge flames into the night. That was in, uh, I think that was in Wisconsin. In, um, and he was saying it's mostly a peaceful protest. It's ludicrous. So I'm going to repeat what I said. You know, did people get rowdy at the Trump speech on January 6th? Absolutely. And yes, he kind of got the crowd peppered up and fired up and everyone was upset and disappointed. And, you know, it did get boisterous and some people got out of hand and they should be they should be held accountable for that. There was no reason to take that out and some of the Capitol Police. And and there were a lot of things that went wrong that day. But you have to put it in perspective. And, and I think most reasonable people, if you saw and which we did, we all watched the riots of 2020. As you, many of you know, I covered many of them. They were a thousand, it's not even, it's not even comparable. It was way worse what happened. When are the hearings on that? No, they, they were told, oh, you know, they, they should be allowed to vent. 
and defund the police and blah, 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 and threatening cops and hitting cops and smashing windows. And they burned the police crews. It's just in downtown Providence. They destroyed them all. Hey, in, at, the, at the Rhode Island State House, they have video of some of the rioters and, and Black Lives Matter protesters. The, the, the riot at Providence Place Mall started on Monday night, June 1st at 1130. And then it ended in the early morning hours of Tuesday, June 2nd. But that Saturday, the Saturday before, the windows in the back of the Rhode Island State House on, this, on the uh, doors were all smashed. And, and Raimondo and the State House people felt, we'll just let it go. They had video who did it. They were never looking for anyone that did it. They never arrested anyone on that. You know why? Because they felt, you know what, they were just upset. Because of George Floyd, we're just going to let them vent. And so, and then they torched the police cruiser. And as many of you know, I, I covered all those protests and threatening the people on Federal Hill, assaulting people on Federal Hill. Uh, <clears throat> you had 24 people arrested that October, ATVs riding all over. You know, to try to convince you that the biggest threat to the country were a couple of rowdy protesters on January 6th, which is nothing more than what you'd see at a Buffalo Bills game at night up in Buffalo with the Bills Mafia. So that's why that thing is, is going to fail. All right, so that Thursday night, some people tuned in. It's not a voting issue. I'll tell you what's a voting issue. Wholesale inflation, 10.8%. Fed nightmare. Jumbo rate rise. Crypto is crashing. Digital fortunes vanishing. World's richest lose $1.4 trillion. Listen, Biden is running the country into the ground. Biden, in many ways, is, run, is running the world into the ground. So they can attack President Trump. And I agree, Kimberly Guilfoyle was paid 60000 for two-minute speech. I, I don't know what to tell you. They shouldn't have paid her. Um, I, I don't know if the president was detached from reality. He didn't march down to the Capitol. Um, they can scream all they want. <clears throat> but what's the price of gas? You know, as much as, and a lot of people don't understand, by the way, the term, it's the economy stupid. Just so you understand what that means. And folks, good afternoon at 1244. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, this portion of the program, listen, I want you to stop in. If you've been thinking of getting a new grill or how about an air conditioner? It's going to be a warm summer. Stop in and see my friends. Jay's Broadway Appliance. You deal directly with the owner. They will match or beat any package deal. They've been in business since 1963. They, right now, great selection on Weber grills. I love grilling outside. You know what else I love? My son actually loves grilling outside, too. But whether it's a charcoal grill or an electric grill or a gas grill, they also have air conditioners for windows or built-in walls for senior apartments or condos, washers, dryers, dishwashers, refrigerators. Listen, shop local. And what I like is it's so convenient. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. They're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 5. Saturday and Sunday, buy an appointment. Buy appointment. You can make an appointment. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. Before you start going driving all over, before you go to a big box store, 
pop in there first. Let's shop local and support a local company that's been in business since 1963. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road in Smithfield. Folks, when people hear the phrase, it's the economy, stupid, just so you understand where that came from was in 1992, when Bill Clinton, governor of Arkansas, was running for president against President Bush 41, who Herbert, who should have gotten a second term, right? It was President Reagan for eight years. President Bush won, beat Mike Dukakis in 1988. In 1992, if you take Ross Perot out of the mix, President Bush gets four more years. <clears throat> he would have benefited from uh, Reaganomics and the whole benefit of the tech boom and the dot-com boom. But Bill Clinton, the governor of Arkansas, he was running for office. The only reason he won was because of Ross Perot. That was it. You take Ross Perot out of the mix and and President Bush gets the the second term. But during the course of the campaign, the Clinton people, what they would try to say to him, James Carville, George Stephanopoulos, there's a film, The War Room. <clears throat> when they were working with the candidate, they would keep reminding him, just keep coming back to the economy. You know, there's a blip in the economy, 91 into 92. Not terrible, certainly made up for it the rest of, you know, the 90s, the decade. But so that's where the, the slogan came from. It's the economy, stupid, meaning just keep coming back to that. Every time you find yourself, you know, they're trying to ask you about guns or they're trying to ask you about, you know, that we went in Operation Desert Storm. If they try to ask you about health care, whatever, just keep coming back to the economy. <clears throat> and that's what this is campaign is about. I believe right now, this year. In 2022, and again, folks, good afternoon at 1247. It's Juan. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I think it's it's gas prices. No matter what Biden says, it, it's, it's gas prices. And right now, the Biden administration, and this is going to be really interesting to watch. Him, Harris, everyone with him, Raimondo, Mayor Pete. Folks, they are completely along for the ride. Janet Yellen should not be the head of the Treasury. Uh, you know, Ramundo, think of it. Ramundo is considered one of the rising stars of the administration. Mayor Pete has been a disaster. There's been no bigger disaster. Donna Perry had a great point last hour. The last time we had such an unpopular vice president, I think you'd have to go to Dan Quayle. Was Dan Quayle, when the media really went after him, when he was chosen, uh, you know, 88 to 92. <clears throat> Kamala Harris is a liability for this, for the Biden administration. But folks, what's frightening, and again, Donna Perry, I want to, she, she's exactly right where there's uncertainty. Americans feel uncertain, unsettled. Um, the, the, the real truth with Biden and Raimondo and Harris and the whole failed administration, the real answer is they really don't know how high the blanking price of gas is going to go. But we do know that they came into office and they declared war on fossil fuel. They, you know, the first thing he did was the Keystone Pipeline should never have been stopped. 
you know, we are in this mess because of progressive policies. But where this really needs to, the bridge I want to see is I just, I don't see uh, the local failed Democrat leaders. They're getting a free pass on this from the Republican Party and from the local media, not by me by any accounts. But they, they and, and that that should change. That should not be that way. You know, uh, Governor McKee, you know, Ashley Kalis, who is the Republican running. And last night during the Celtics game, there's the ad. Oh, yeah, she's the big fighter in the boxing ring. Um, I don't think it's a great commercial, but whatever. But I, I just don't see the link. You know, Governor McKee is Biden. Governor McKee, folks, Rhode Island is is on the verge of a, and and they, he's still throwing all your money away. The state house, the spending spree is insanity. What's going on right now? Ridiculous. McKee, let's give this developer fifty million. Let's give the Superman building one hundred million. Let's give the unions one billion to build new schools. Ridiculous. No bid contracts. Millions at stake. There is no evidence that shows the children learn better. In a brand new public school, do you think Providence has some brand new schools and the test scores are still terrible? And no one talks about that. Nobody talks about that. Central High School is air conditioned. Central High School is state of the art. At Central High School in Providence, 95% of the students, 95% of the students at Central cannot do great work at their grade level. How, what does that mean? It means they're not proficient. It means 95% of juniors at Central High School, 95% cannot do the work of, of an 11th grade junior in high school. They're doing math and English, the equivalent of an 8th grader or a 9th grader. And they're in a brand new state-of-the-art building. And the same thing, they have a technical school, state-of-the-art. Beautiful. I think they've been of an indoor running gym. I think I've gone to. I went to um, some speech there one time. Beautiful, fully air conditioned. Beautiful, brand new, state of the art school. Ninety five percent of the students can't do math at grade level. If you have a a, a sophomore, which would be tenth grade, they're doing the equivalent. They're only capable of doing math at an eighth grade level. Or below. If you have a junior in high school or an 11th grade, they're doing 95% math or English, the equivalent of a 10th grader or below. Or below, by the way. But they're certainly not doing, they can't do grade level. They can't do C student work. Brand new buildings. So my point is, I'm not saying I want them to go to school in old buildings, but, you know, Providence, this, this is a longer diatribe, but, you know, Providence just, they just burn through money, right? They, the, the, the city of Providence could get rid of half of their employees and not skip a beat, half. <clears throat> what Providence needs is more police on the street, but this is where we are right now. But the reckless spending 
Governor McKee and the state leaders, over $13 billion in spending. It is, it is so outrageous and pathetic. And they just keep adding jobs. And then McKee's giving out $3,000 bonuses to try to get people to vote for him. It's all our money. You know, one city that is already experiencing difficulties is Cranston. Cranston, the bill's coming due. Cranston, Mayor Hopkins is sounding the alarm. Now, I come back to, there's no way Cranston's alone. Does that make sense to you? Of all the different cities and towns, what, Cranston's the only one that has financial problems? There's no way. Absolutely no way. Nope. So I'm willing to bet that that spreads to other cities and towns, but no one is foreshadowing that. I believe the Republicans at the State House and also those running for office, I believe it should be full-scale war about the failed Biden policies and how much locally Governor McKee, does anyone really think Sabina Matos is prepared to be the governor if something would happen to Governor McKee? I mean, does anyone, any real reasonable person think that? She, she couldn't even run the Providence City Council. She can't even answer a question. She, she was in favor of defunding the police. That's who McKee chose as his lieutenant governor. I mean, the optics are embarrassing. It's, it's more than obvious that this is all done to try to curry favor with the Latino vote. I mean, it's, it's not kind of about that. It's all about that. And McKee is like glued to her. There they are in the Gatsby Day Parade. There they are at the Portuguese Parade, Portuguese Festival Parade. There they are at Pick a Parade. There they are. Even has them together in a profile picture. Um, we are so desperate for leadership right now. So now I know today also Second Amendment advocates are going to go to the Rhode Island State House because at the Rhode Island Senate, they're going to approve these bills that are going to make the way out of the judiciary. And I'm anxious to see, first of all, we, we see nothing to say that this has any chance of being stopped. Zero. Um, I'm anxious to see what Republican senators or Democrat senators or those running for office make an appearance to try to support the 2A community. Um, I don't think the arguments that these gun laws are unnecessary, I don't think they're being made. And I go to the Republicans in the in the uh, Rhode Island, right, the state Senate, that Dennis Algier that Senator Jessica De La Cruz, I, I haven't heard her making the rounds. I haven't heard her saying these gun bills are unnecessary. I haven't heard her saying, hey, wait a minute, we have all these protections in Rhode Island. It's possible it's happening. I don't see it in the Providence Journal. I don't see it in the Boston Globe. I don't see it in Channel 10, 12, or 6. I haven't gotten, I got one email and I reached out and I had the, the person on yesterday. I don't see it. I didn't see a big outpush with the voting, the voting this fall, you watch, 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 watch what a mess it's going to be in September with that primary. Um, I just don't think they're making the argument. You have to at least make an argument. I don't think they're making the argument. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. Now, listen, one way to improve your home is letter J, J. Perry Paving, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 
Why not get your driveway paved? Residential, commercial, seal coating patios. They stay on schedule, all projects. Free estimate, any project. J. Perry Paving. Call them for a free quote. 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Licensed and insured contracting company. And whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, J. Perry Paving has your back. And remember, no one is better with veterans than J. Perry Paving. Now, Father's Day is coming up this weekend. You know what really makes a great Father's Day gift? He opens a card and says, Dear Dad or Dear Grandpa or Dear Whoever, you're going to have, we're going to get our driveway paved by J. Perry Paving. That's a great gift. That's not a good gift. That's a great gift. Folks, call for a free quote. They'll come out to you. Give you a free estimate, 401-732-1730. You can also look for them online and then their Facebook page. They're terrific. Some of the footage they use, I've gone and filmed them. J. Perry Paving. And especially remember, no one is better with veterans than J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. So, folks, it's 1258. Again, if you visit the website, depetro.com, I do have the latest on the Charlotte Lester case. I also, and I'm going to get into this, um, the mail ballot applications are available. Mail ballot applications are available. How is this possible? If you haven't seen it, check the website. Right now, I'm alone in pointing it out to people. They've reworded it a certain way. And there's nothing about being a U.S. citizen. And they put in tiny, tiny print that if you fill that out, that you could be guilty of a, of a perjury. Why is it so small? Why is it on a separate page? So it could be taken off. There's two pages to it. One is all this information, and then it's the part you fill out. Check it out on the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coincid Inn. A great meal is waiting for you. I love the Coincid Inn, folks. Lunch, dinner, drinks on the lounge. 226 Coincid Avenue in West Warwick, the Coincid Inn. So right now, it's 1259. Uh, We have another hour to go. Now, next hour is radio only. You can listen, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I have a lot more sound to get into. We're going to get into the naked fat test that Pork Boy was defending, that uh, coach. That and a lot more in the latest on the Biden debacle. Folks, it's John DePietro. We will be doing one after dark later tonight. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The Power Hour is next.